So are you excited? I'm so excited. Okay, we're going to do this. Okay, so let's clink. Because yeah. how you start mimosas off. Ooh. One nice click. Yes, please. All right, so this is, um, let me start the timer, so we have our 30 minutes. Uh, this is Mimosas with Michael. I want to thank everybody for returning. Um, um, just in time for the airplane to go above us. <laughs> we'll wait. Um, that's how you know that this is a real, real world. Um, I want to say hello to Taylor. So it's Taylor Murphy Sinclair. Yeah, that's right. With a little hyphen. Little hyphen. Little hyphen. Um, so, um, and you're my special guest, and I wanted to have you on because... Um, so I've had I've had my friend Brantley on the show before, um, and we had talked about horror things. And then you had did a reading. So you're an actress. Yes. Actress, model. Yes, actress, model. Um, print, pinup, and lingerie. No, no runway for me. Oh, nice. Okay, so you just like go for it. Mm-hmm. How come you can't do runway? I'm too short. Isn't that weird? How you, it's like you have to be long and exactly like Jack Skeleton. Like I was gonna say, sort of a. An androgynous body type, you might say, and I don't have that, so that's, that's okay. why I go the lingerie route. <laughs> but we need that too, so it's fine. Um, not everybody has to be runway. I can't do runway. Right? I'm not even a model. I just I'm, I have a podcast specifically because I my best asset is my voice. I love that. So, uh, and I love the podcast. Uh, and then I love having. Well, today we're having beer, but it's supposed to be mimosa. It's good though. I don't know what's it's wrong like with me. Hard cider, beer, fancy thing. I have to shake it up sometimes because I can't always drink mimosas. Even though this is yeah. mimosas with Michael. Oh, well, well, it's a metaphor. Don't allow it. it's, it's, a, it's totally a metaphor. Totally a metaphor. So I had the pleasure of um, directing you. Well, okay, first of all, I had the pleasure of uh, watching you act in Brantley's uh, reading of his movie Chuckles. Yes. Which you were really good. And then when we decided to move forward with Soundbite, we decided to have you involved. So I got the pleasure of directing you. Which, um, so I want to know what you're, because you and I haven't really talked since we did that. Yeah, we haven't really debriefed, have we? Um, yeah, I mean, I had such a fun experience with you guys when we were just doing the reading of, of Brantley's piece. Yeah. And, um, I just like I'm glad. adored all of you right away, bonded with all of you. And I remember I had to go, I, it's like, I had something to be at that night and I remember being like, I don't want to leave. I want to keep talking to them. Uh, and so we'll, we'll definitely do, we'll definitely do more. Oh yeah. We got to do, we got to like hang out. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, when I got brought on to Soundbite and I read the script and I really liked it, I was like, that's unique and that's cool. And, um, as an actor, it presents some unique challenges. And so I was open to it. And then I showed up on the day and it was like such a pleasant surprise in every way. It was so well organized, so tight. Everybody on set was so nice. Everybody was so respectful of my I know, time but, and, and I energy. Felt, I felt bad because it was so hot in that little room. Oh my God, it was hot in that room. I kind of forgot that. <laughs> but I, see, your wonderful directing and your kindness and patience made oh. me forget that we were literally sweating to death in there. Well, yeah, and we, in between we could open up the doors and then get you out. <laughs> but right. we had to block everything off because it was at night, but we filmed during the day. Yep. Um, uh, and yeah, so I mean, I've been directing for a while, but it was this was such a, an interesting piece because, so I remember Brantley was like, I said, Brantley, who are we going to get to play this girl? And he goes, oh, Taylor. Taylor Murphy Sinclair all the way. I love her. She's such a basic bitch. I love it. I am. I am such <laughs> a basic like, bitch like, to the core. I said, Brantley, we can't ask her. I said, there's no dialogue. I said, that's got to be insulting to an actor. Like, this is just a no name. And he's like, I don't care. Just use her. 
I was like, fine, I'll ask her. So I, that's why I, I remember telling Brantley, I says, I'm just going to send her the script and then we'll just wait. Yep. And then your response was, oh, my God, this is epic. I was like, I love it. I really want to do it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, OK. That's, OK. I guess we'll do it. Yeah. It's so. But I'm glad because I wanted somebody who could act. Yes. Okay. I, ideally. Yes. Yeah. You, no, you but, some, but some actors are like, I don't have any lines. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. Sometimes you have to just give emotion yeah. without saying anything. And I think that's what's cool about it is like that is one of the challenges I was referring to earlier as an actor when you don't have text to rely on. Yeah. What do you have? And it's like Well, you have subtext. Yeah, you're literally, <laughs> literally like your <laughs> your inner monologue and the circumstances and like lucky for me, you were so so clear like about what you wanted, about how you wanted the tone to be, what you oh, wanted it to look like, how you wanted me to move through the space that I was just like yeah, I get it. I see the picture also. So it was it was almost kind of freeing not to have any dialogue tying me down to any particular way of being. Yeah. And then I I liked I liked having somebody who was a professional actress because then it wasn't like I just sit here and hit my mark. You're like you everything you do was motivated. <laughs> right. Like you sat down. I mean without giving too much away cuz we want everybody to watch it, but you sat down and then you you did things that that felt real. Mm-hmm. So you're like, yeah, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna drink my, my tea, I'm gonna send this message. Like, it, it, I like that because then we're actually we're watching like, who is this girl? Well, we get so much about her mm. before all the bad shit happens, which I like. So it may, makes you likable. Oh yeah, no, you that's know. awesome. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of um, power in just being, whether you're on stage or on camera. And there's some you know we're yeah. in our culture we're always focused on like doing, doing, doing. But I think like some of the best acting I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially recently, I saw this play um, at the Kirk Douglas that one of my best friends was in, and it was um, the African Mean Girls play. And there was this girl in it. She was kind of the Regina George character. Oh, wow. And she was so incredible. There was this whole scene where there's action going on downstage, and it's these girls watching um, this competition on TV. And she was just standing in the back watching that. And I literally, I like experienced what this girl was feeling. She didn't say a word. But yeah. Her entire inner monologue thoughts, feelings, experience was so perfectly telegraphed. It's powerful, yeah. It was so powerful. And so I love watching amazing acting where the actor is just being there, taking it in. And so that's well, I the think, most fun, I think, that I had on set that day. Just like well, being in my room. Oh, well, I, and I don't know if they teach it because I'm, like, I'm not an actor. Although, I, because I work in film, I see a lot of actors. But I think, and I don't know if they teach this, but I think sometimes people forget that like, it's not always about acting, but it's also about reacting. Oh, oh, for sure. Because you want to, because you know, like if somebody says something on camera that really affects maybe what your character is going through, you want to be able to cut away to your reaction of going, "How fucking dare you!" Right. Without having to say, you know, just exactly. Be like, it's just like, like in yeah. my life. Yeah. You know, listening, listening, listening. Which I'm like not that good of a listener in life. I'm working on it. <laughs> hey, at, least, so at least you know that. I know. I'm like, but I'm like, oh, not so good. Um, but honestly, when I'm acting is probably the only time I'm, <laughs> I'm listening as actively as I should be the rest of the time. But like, well, so tone and body language and everything mm-hmm. says, I mean, if, if you're like, if your arms are folded and you just look angry, I probably won't approach you to ask, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you yeah. haven't said anything and I know exactly what you're saying. Right. So I think that's an interesting point that we could bring up about acting is you know people think just because you don't have any dialogue and there's you know there's actors that are like i went to juilliard and i know how to say these lines but right. like I, I i can't imagine that um that meryl streep doesn't win awards because 
her acting is just as good as her reacting. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's like because you, you as an actor are just like a human being. Usually, like sometimes you, I don't know. Sometimes you have to be like a dog or something, or yeah, a cow in into the woods, like whatever it is. But like as an actor, you're just you're a human being yeah. living through a human experience. Whether it's under real life circumstances or it's under imaginary ones. And yeah. it's like Uta Hagen, you know, just like acting teacher goddess. Like she always says, acting is behaving truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Oh, that's, that's great. Which is so great, right? So it's like you, you have to be open to react and to be affected by the things in your physical space and the people in your physical space. Otherwise, yeah, you're just kind of sitting there reciting lines and like nobody wants that. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say that. I think that's right. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm reacting oh. to that. And acting. But it's, it is, yeah. I'm just trying to like, because I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't take acting classes. So I don't mm-hmm. know if they ever talk to you about. They do. Yeah, they definitely oh. do. And and it's so interesting because I, I work a lot with theater actors. And so mm-hmm. theater is like, sometimes it's just like, I have to, I have to, the audience in the back has to hear what I'm saying. Yeah. But in film, it it's, we're, we're so close to your face so it's like you have to do so much face emoting that was actually kind of hard so my background's in musical theater that's where I came from Mm -hmm. and um I did go through a little bit of an adjustment period because acting is acting no matter what medium but there are technique based elements like you said as a person I'm a really animated person in life I always have a lot of hands and a lot of eyebrows going all the time Mm -hmm. that doesn't work on a close up and so I had to not at all suffer through some very embarrassing like you know rewatching of myself and being like I am moving way too much I'm being way too loud I'm just like out of control for this tiny little frame and so I told directing directing theater I, I, I don't direct but I imagine it's so different than directing film directing yeah. stresses me out what do you like scares me to death well i never i never intended on so i've always wanted to be a writer mm-hmm. i never intended on being a director i just started scripturizing because i wanted to be a writer right and i just and i've, I mean, I've told this story several times but i wanted to get out of the job that i had so i scripturized i was like that'll get me in the film industry and then i but then because i've scripturized so often that i mean directing is sort of a natural step anyways so from from scriptvising I a lot of a lot of scriptvisors become writers which is what I did also directors or they become editors That makes sense. Um I don't edit a lot per se although I do sort of edit a lot for this podcast. Oh per se. yeah. Like I edit because mm. I sometimes go to events and I take videos and I so I do it on a on a light basis but I do it enough to understand how to edit in post production. Got it. But I also get all that skill from scriptvising so it just became um and so w- what I think because I try to tell people, I work with a ton of directors. What I like is I make movies so often that filmmaking is second nature. Yeah. So like I'm not. So when I go to set, I I know what I need and want because I already can cut it in my head. So I'm blessed in there. I mean that's. Oh yeah. So, so I can really focus, and I'm such a collaborator, like through and through. Yeah. And I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine who does, who's a costume designer, mm-hmm. and I said, I. I really can't even dress myself. Like I'm a G- I'm a jean t-shirt kind of guy. Like it's just real Love simple. It. It's work if it's not broken. Yeah, don't fix it. So it's like I can kind of tell you how I want someone to look. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of feel like she would have. She's very glamorous. She's this, but then like I'm hiring you to design her look. Right. So I would my job as a director is to direct you in that. It's the same thing I do with an actress. Yeah. Like I hire somebody who knows how to play the role. It's my job to help you get the performance. Yeah. So I 
I look at directing like that, right? So if I know what I want, and then the idea is to use people to their to their strengths, that that's all. I, I think that's why it's so different. And I don't I don't mind listening to somebody's idea and not using it. And I also mm-hmm. don't mind listening to somebody's idea and using it. Sure. And I think that's a part. And I think I think once people are like, oh shit, like he actually appreciates what I have to say. Yeah. Then they're more apt to. Like, I don't ever want to squash that creativity. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, yeah. collaboration and creativity live right next door. And I think my favorite thing about being creative is collaborating. Like, I'm not a director for a reason. I'm not a producer for a reason. I'm an actor because I like being an integral piece of someone's vision. I don't yeah. want to call the shots, but I love... I think it's because, like, I'm a people pleaser straight up. Like, <laughs> just, like, some childhood oh, shit a, happening. What a strange like, thing that an actress is... Yeah. Right? I, could you imagine? Yeah. But, like, I love... There's, like, nothing more satisfying for me than when someone is like, I have a vision that I want to give birth to. I trust you to handle this part of it. Yeah. Like that for me is just like exultation in my people pleasing ways. Like, like, Oh my God. Yes. I want to, I just like want to do it right. And I want to always make sure I'm, I'm, I'm fleshing out your vision as much as humanly possible. And that's what I like about my job Yeah, is being part of a team. Well, I think, and I think some actors, and actresses ever don't ever. I think some directors aren't open to that because how dare the the actor come? Right. But but I, the way I look at it is more like, um, I I am responsible for the whole picture, mm-hmm. right? But like, you have to live in the mind of this particular character. So I think sometimes, and I see this a lot, and I love that when actors are like, I I just feel like I would do this. Like maybe I feel like I would be standing. Or mm-hmm. sitting. And so that's why sometimes I like the first couple of takes to be organic. Because mm-hmm. then I can see what works and doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, I'm trying to use an example and I don't have one. But for instance, you remember in Soundbite, I, we were trying to do some set dressing and I had you write in your own handwriting. Yeah, I love Because that. that made it more like you. Like, yeah. Like, that would definitely be her thing. So it's, it's just things like... I feel like things like that that make it more organic. Because um, I think if you come in and you start... There's such a fine line of like... The more organic you can be, it's great because I think, um, and I see this a lot with actors. Some actors have really sort of good instinct of like what to mm-hmm. do during a scene. Like it's almost like I say like a lot apparently. Oh, oh, me too. Valley, what up? I <laughs> know, but if like if I were to if we were to yell if we were to do a scene together and then I let it roll for another ten seconds, mm-hmm. what would you do? Right, and some people they're like I don't know anything past the last word. Right, you're like, like how no, you can have to I continue this? the moment after the fact. What yeah. were you on your way to do? What were you on your way to... Yeah. And this is why I love a lot of theater actors because yeah. there's so many times in theater that like stuff just happens and you sort of have to wing it. Oh, yeah. Or you are you train a lot in improv. And so a lot of actors, like you can have those beats. I, I love that. Oh, yeah. So, um, and I, I think if I took off the organicness of that, then it's you, it sort of feels forced. Yeah, it's like flat. And you said the word earlier, like instinct. Like as an mm-hmm. actor, you're constantly in this um, sort of very delicate dance between following your impulses and honoring your instincts while at the same time serving the the story and the director's vision. Yep. So it's like you have yeah. to be free enough to be able to make truthful choices in the moment and to do that reacting thing you of know course, what you're yeah. talking about where you're like, okay, I have an impulse to go over there and I'm going to trust that that's the right thing. But then you also have to kind of have like a bird's eye view over it and be like, does this action serve the story? And so it's super helpful when you have a director like you where you're like, okay, do a take whatever you want. And then after you're like, okay, here's the parts that served the story and here are the parts that didn't. Yeah. Let's make this adjustment later on. And that's really helpful to me because 
I never once felt like working with you. I never once felt like I did anything wrong, quote unquote. I just felt like, oh, he just doesn't want it that way. And that makes you feel way more comfortable as an actor and therefore just a chronically sensitive person. Well, my philosophy is that's what take two is for. Yes, exactly. So I'm trying to, because I'm talking at the same time, so I'm trying to compose my thoughts. But (laughs) if I come up to you and we discuss the scene. Now, granted, you and I only did one scene, but let's say we were doing a feature Mm -hmm. and I'm like, and I broke down the script. That I've I've been breaking down scripts for ten years as a script revisor, um, actually longer, twelve years. But I will come up to you and be like, okay, so you're coming from this and you're going to this. So right now we're in this moment. Yeah. So we have to talk about this moment. So I can kind of put moments in your head of like, think about where you're coming from. Let's think about where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you enter the scene? How would you exit it? And so that's when I say when it's organic, it's like I kind of I need you to be Jane, whoever this character is, right? And then I'll. And we can rehearse it a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, and block it. Because I love that sort of process of like mm-hmm. blocking up the scene and figuring. And then we, from there, we look at it. And I look at it with my director of photography. And I'm just like, what is it working and not working? So right. then, you know, and we fix it. So like, so I directed a film with Doug. So Doug and I did a project before we did Soundbite. Oh, okay. I love him. Yeah, that's how I knew him is we did this short film at the school. And I, I have worked with another DP who I love. And I don't ever want to think that I would never use him because I would. Um it's a, it's a, it's okay. Oh my God, the microphone just like. These microphones have that mind of their own. Oh my God, like fell. Oh my God, that scared me to death. Okay. As long as I didn't break it or like. Break no, no, no. I was funny. Him. I had a, I had a guest on the show once and he just had so much energy that the thing, it just was like so much energy towards the microphone. It just kept falling. It just kept me. It was like too much. I know that's my biggest fear with everything. Like I don't go into stores with delicate stuff because I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to like yell and something's going to fall and yeah, crash. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, gonna, it's going to cost me $500. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I got nothing. And I'm an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not. No, no, no. But it's, it's, but I love talking about the creative process. I love bringing in everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, so how do you, how do you picture to the costume designer or the, or the hair person or the production designer? Like, how do you picture this person? Let's yeah. create this. And then you come to set and it feels so real because like we were in that room and yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love, love, love. That's what I love about the process. And can we just like shout out the makeup that um, Zach did? Because Zach is brilliant. That was so helpful for me as an actor, like as we don't want to give anything away, but as certain things happen with the way that I look throughout the process, um, the more that I got to see his work stage by stage and look at my own face and body, I think that's that, really evocative of like a lot of emotions. I had a lot of feelings about it. Oh, good. And so he was such... Um, like a critical component of generating feeling in me as the yeah. actor. Like... You know, suddenly you're looking at your face and it's like, oh my God, wow, that's, 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 so that's that, different. Yeah. I feel something about that, you know? And so, I yeah. mean, he just did such a great job and the crew was so awesome. Everybody was so nice. I actually think, I think I, at one point said to Doug, um, I was like, you're being too nice to me. I, I'm confused. I don't know what you're saying because he was so careful oh, I about remember, like I remember not that, yeah. hurting my feelings. He was like, um, would it be possible, um, you're kind of do, and I was like, Doug, just be like, move over there. <laughs> like I was like, you're being way too nice to me. I was like, I'm literally confused. Like you can yell at me, you can be like, sit up, you know, <laughs> like yeah. stand over there, you can whatever. Like I can, but he was just so, it was like so sweet because he was so conscientious. And then he does that with me because we did it on the last movie too, where I like, I have a tendency to over-explain sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I, and I, like he needs me to cut to the chase. He's like. <sighs> 
Michael, I just need you to tell me. And I'm like, <laughs> just, please say. And, no, but he was so he was funny. Trying he trying so hard to be thing. nice. I know. Yeah, he was trying so hard God to be nice. Him. He was like, he didn't want to step on my toes in any way that I was literally like, your kindness is confusing me. <laughs> You're please, like, stop it. Please be more rude. So, I mean, I guess that's a, a very successful day if, you know, my experience as I leave set is like, wow, that guy was so nice. He should have been meaner to me. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, I mean, ah, the joy of art, you know? But one thing I like about Doug is, um, not on this particular project, but the one we did before, um, I'll be like, Doug, I want this camera move. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and he'll look at me and be like, okay. I'm like, you don't like that move? And he goes, I didn't say anything. And I was like, Doug, you it's don't like this. your face. Yeah, like- you don't like this move. And he goes, um, I don't hate it. I'd be like, Doug... Okay. Doug, just say no. You can say no. So I'd be like, okay, Doug, I'll tell you what. Can you show me the move so I can hate it too? And he'd be like, yes. And he'd be like, okay. And he shows me the move. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I don't like it. And he goes, okay. So, But he's patient with me. Yeah, because I'd be like, why why don't you hate it? Or why come you don't like it? And he goes, um, let's just look at it. Because he's like, because like, I deal in the visual world and yeah. I know exactly how this is going to look and it's going to look dumb. And yeah. I have no concept of that whatsoever. Like, yeah. I'm not a visual uh, person in terms of like learning or processing. Like, I can, if it's stuff to do with me, like I know how to do like my hair and makeup, that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you said to me like, uh, let's block out that scene, where should that person walk to? I'm like... I don't know. I have to see. I can't imagine it. So I have no idea if stuff's going to look dumb. I, that's why, again, why I'm not a director well, or cinematographer. I know. And that's why I love about Doug, because Doug at least lets me look at it. Yes. Like, Doug, can I just see it? Because, you know, you have it You have it one way in your mind. Like, I'm like, no, I want her, like, I want her to enter camera left, and we're going to dolly camera right. Like, I just need to see it. And he'd be like, oh, okay, Michael, we'll look at it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. And then sometimes, like, sometimes we'll get it together, and we can adjust it and make it work. And sometimes I'd be like, just do it your way. So he'll like do one take my way just so I can win, and then he'll do it the second take his way so he wins, and then we'll it. end up using his anyway. And then you battle it out. Yeah, and I, I like that because, but I think there's never like one thing I love about Doug, which I loved about um, Brandon, and my other DP, is there's mm-hmm. no ego. Yeah. Oh my god. Because it's good. like I'm not going there like I'm the director needs to be this way. Right. Because the reason why I believe in collaboration is is I'm taking the best of what everybody has to offer. Yes. Ultimately, I'm still the director. Ultimately, we all have a say in it. Right. So like why? I don't I this is how I feel. Honestly, it, that room was so tiny there was no room for anybody's ego, including no. mine, including yours, including anybody that was in no. there. We were like, nope, can't do it. And it it, it ruined That's why I had Brantley offset. No, I'm just kidding, Brantley. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my god, I'm for just, people that don't know Brantley, he's literally like the gentlest, sweetest little bug of a human in the world. Like he's just a little love bug angel. He's a little it was our little southern bell, yeah. He, he literally is. He's yeah. like he's cool. he's my spirit animal kind of. He's been on the podcast well, I did one interview with him, like like online mm-hmm. interview, and then he's been on the show twice. Oh, he's such a sweetheart. Yeah, but we do so many projects. I, he's He'll be like my constant guest because we do so many fucking projects. I love that, though. Once you find your team, you find them and hold yeah. tight, you know? Well, and that's kind of what I wanted. Like, that's what I wanted about Horror House, and then that's what I want. So, you know, Soundbite being the first project. But what's great now is Taylor Murphy Sinclair is part of the team. Yay! So, you know, like three projects from now, we'll be like, oh, we're doing this thing. Perfect. Taylor should come back, and now Love she can it. play something different. Love it. So the audience can be like... Oh, there's that girl again. Yeah, like, oh, great. Now this time she's playing this, and this time she's a witch. And all oh, last time we saw her, you know, she was a vampire. Or she's a... So it's great. Like, you're not... Specific. I guess in some weird way, it's sort of like American Horror Story. Yes, and I love that concept. Yeah. I think it's brilliant because 
it just provokes so many thoughts immediately. When you see Jessica Lange in every season or whatever, you're just like, oh my God, what is she doing this time? And you get like, exactly. excited, you get on board. Because, and then I think it's great for, for not just the audience, but it's also for the actors because it's like, you know, Kathy Bates is so versatile. Oh, she's so always nice. playing like that racist woman in, <laughs> in Coven. You know, yeah. then, but then you see her in, in, and she doesn't want Lady Gaga, and she's like that sort of like meek uh, woman that sort of is subservient, and then yeah, she becomes amazing. stronger. You're like, damn, like there's. Amazing actress. So I like that because then I don't get bored watching the same character. She doesn't get bored. You know, you, mm-hmm. you see those actors that play those cop shows, and they've been doing it for 20 years, and they play yeah. the exact yeah. same character. There's not a lot of like particular growth in the character. Right, not a, not too much of an arc season after season after season. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. It is but there. Yeah, it's like because the show's really. Yeah, I, yeah, because there has to be like some measure of consistency. Like if you're the lead in like a series, you're probably not changing yeah. too much because you got to hold down like mm-hmm. whatever quirk or personality or yeah. whatever was kind like, of the driving force. Like if there's like a um, if there's sort of on on screen chemistry between you and the guy, nothing's gonna happen until season four, anyways. Right, and then halfway through the season, you guys want to break up. So it's yeah, oh, so true, so, so true. So at least with that, so that's what I want. And then, and I Brantley and, and and right, and I had talked about this, but what I liked about what I really love about Horror House specifically is it's the sort of medium I'm using to promote myself as a director, mm-hmm. and then Brantley as a writer, and Ray as a producer, and we can have all these amazing actors. But I'd love it if within like the next year, as it really starts to grow, is I'd love to have guest directors and we'd love to have oh, guest be writers because so cool. that way we could um like there's a lot of female um writers and directors don't get a chance oh, and it'd be so God, great i love you for saying that yes people you listening know. to this podcast hire more women cast more women find more women i can't remember who just this week said some dick was like oh well uh, yeah i, I want to hire a woman director but there's just not that many and i literally was like <laughs> oh i know exactly what you're talking about hilarious yeah i saw that same article yeah rude and the weird and thing just, is, is that's not true it, exactly it's crap and that's his way of saying i don't care to find one um so anyway i love you for saying just like woman power moment thank you but like if, but think about it if we didn't give um jordan peele a chance i, I mean know. get out is so good it's so good and I'm sorry, but I'm a white guy and I can relate to it. Oh my God. It was it's so. It's like, why can't. It's like, you, you, I, but also growing up gay, I've been in situations where I felt out of place. Right, sure. So sure. I totally 100% relate to that. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I mean, that probably movie is just a woman. amazing for so, for so many reasons. Yeah. And, and it won an Academy Award. It won for it's, Best it's, Script or something? It's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, best, yeah, I think Best Screenplay. Um, but in talking to um, some of my, especially my black male friends, um, who are in like romantic relationships with white women? My oh, my, my best friend here mm. actually, yes, she's white and her boyfriend's black, and they had a very interesting experience seeing that movie. It was a combination of laughter and crying and cringing, and I was like, wow, to be able to write something that makes people feel like that, and hearing um, hearing Cedric, her boyfriend, talk about the movie when he was recommending it to me, he was like, um, yeah. It was just so interesting because he sort of talked about this like Stepford nature that he often feels white people have. Yeah. And um, he was like, I can't really, I couldn't ever really articulate that. And then to see that premise mm-hmm. played out on screen, I was like, oh my God, that's that's that feeling. That's that thing that I didn't have words for, but now I have a story, images, and it's cra- yeah. uh, you know, an actual piece for it's. It's pretty incredible. You, like you know, what's so fascinating, and I, I've mentioned this before, probably not on the podcast, but I have mentioned this in life. Is uh, when I first came to LA about twenty years ago, I was part of um, a writing group, mm-hmm. um, 
And I remember it specifically because I met this woman. I was taking this writing seminar at the Gay and Lesbian Center. Mm -hmm. And I met this woman. I don't think she was specifically gay. I think she just wanted an outlet to write. Sure. Um, But she... We were talking. She's like, I have my own writing group. And I said, I would love I would love to be a part of your writing group. I don't have another. I said, I'm taking this class, but I don't mm-hmm. have. I'd love to have something that's weekly. And she's like, oh, um, I mean, yeah, except that you, you write a lot of fiction and it's really more poetry. Mm-hmm. And I said, I mean, all right, I write poetry too, but I, I just want to be around people who are disciplined. And I remember going and the 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 meeting was held at the department of water and power on crenshaw and king's boulevard how random i know so the department of water and power had this sort of like back room like that you could like a like a conference room got it right that um but on the weekends you could just rent it out um and it had plenty of parking and it was down crenshaw and if anybody knows it's a prominent predominantly black neighborhood I didn't think anything of it. I just was like, I know, I knew how to go. So I went there and I was one of the first people to show up. So I get there and I sit down and this sweet little old black woman comes in and says, her name was Freddie. And she sits down next to me. So cute. And she goes, Oh, like, are you like a new writer? And I was like, yeah, I go, I ran into, you know, the woman of this group. And she said, I could come and audit it. I'd like to try it out. And then like another black woman walked in another black person and another, and another, and another. And I was like, Oh, this is what she was talking about. She thought I'd be uncomfortable because I was the white guy. Oh, that is so funny. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. like a black women's writing group and you're like, "Hey, I'm a white dude. Can I come in?" Yeah, I mean, group? there were some black men, but it was yeah, mostly oh, m- mostly women. It. And I think her concern was is that me being a white guy, I would be uncomfortable because it was all black people. But I want to say that to kind of tie in what you're saying about what your friend Cedric said, yeah, which yeah. is I have been in a situation where I have been one of the only white guys in a room full of black people and I can tell you Right now, that black people do not make white people feel uncomfortable. No, nope. like white like people, people make, make that is it's so strange. true. It's the strangest. It's so I true. have gone to to events where I've been well, except for I went to one event, but I don't want to talk about it now. But I was <laughs> I I actually was asked to perform at the Nation of Islam. Oh wow! And they weren't because okay. I had a, I, they weren't aware that I wrote this particular poem where I, I was white. Ah, uh, okay. So that was the only time, but that's a different. But I've been in 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 a situation where I went and I will always perform and no, it was never like, Oh, here comes Michael, the white guy. It's just, it's so strange how I can be this strange it's, minority and they don't have totally it. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, so seeing that movie was very fascinating because I have been, and what's so strange is that even as white people, I've gone to all white events and I have felt left out because people, especially if you're sort of around a lot of religious people, oh, yeah. especially being gay, oh, it's especially hard. me, like, oh, I'm that crazy filmmaker. Right. It's like, how do we, how do we, <laughs> how do we do that? What do we do with that? Yeah. But dude, storytelling is what we do with that. Like storytelling is the great like connector among yeah. human beings. And it's like, yeah, yeah that feeling so of being ostracized and kind of not fitting in. I, I definitely have had some experiences along the same lines of the not fitting in thing like it's sort of being a boys club somewhere okay, or I can imagine, yeah. having to deal with uh, you know older male bosses who I, had, I work as a private tutor um, and but a lot of that work kind of toes the line of educational therapy because oh, okay. uh, the majority of my students are neurodiverse and have special needs whether it's mental illness based uh, learning disability based um, autism spectrum based whatever their unique sort of set of needs are and I had a um a family um express to the principal of their school that they um didn't think that I was the best fit because quote I was a young 
pretty female. Yeah. And that principal called my boss of, um, I work freelance and for a company, and he called the boss of the company that I work for. And um, my boss is an awesome guy, and he's the father of daughters. And he, yeah. we had a conference call, basically, and on that, the, the principal said to me, he was like, well, they're a little concerned because, you know, you're like a young woman and you're attractive. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to... Th- throw up like having I'm really good at my job I'll say that I'm not modest about it yeah I am really really good at my job and um I'm I was so horrified that the concern was that because I have lady parts and because I'm on the younger side I'll be 29 in December um and that because I'm not just like an old white dude that I can't tutor kids or whatever and so it was just the most uncomfortable experience and I just kind of thought like that's what my ethnic minority friends and, you know, yeah. gender minority friends and Sexually, sexuality. My, yep. Yes, that's what my friends must feel all the time is that constant judgment of like, oh, God, like, is someone going to disqualify me for this because I'm gay or is somebody going to not want me over here because I'm Mexican or is somebody not going to want it? And I was just like, man, this sucks. Like, yeah. you know, biases exist because our brains categorize things and it's easy for us to take in information when something's black and white no pun intended right yeah of course for safety we categorize that's something that the brain does however we should all be woke enough now to understand that we have to combat that rigidity and the only way we do that is by paying attention to those kinds of things going to see movies as white people going to see movies like get out yeah where it's gonna be a pretty harsh indictment of white people and we need to watch it what because we deserve a little bit of an indictment so to speak you know so it's like and it tells it in a way that's accessible because it's yeah. a story that's entertaining, but we can also learn something. And like, that's like, so what our art does is like so important. And I'm like, well, then you look uh, at something like, um, black Panther did so well oh as, uh, Michael B. Jordan. yeah. And so you have this, this black superhero that, and that movie did exceptionally well, yeah. but then you, you think about it. And a lot of white people are like, well, I don't relate to that black superhero. Yeah. But how many black people have had to watch white superheroes white super- and they can't relate? <laughs> But yeah. the point is, is like, you don't have to. I can relate to to Black Panther, of course, just because yeah. he's like he's doing good things. Because he's a dude moving through the world, doing his best and trying yeah. to help people. Like yeah. it's not about. So I, 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 and I, I think that it, it's it's people like us, and I really wish we could do the same for our people in in um, political offices. I'd be like, yes. if you if you if you come off as like white privileged. Like, at least use your privilege to help those yeah, that Yeah, to aren't... give somebody else a voice for it. Yeah. yeah. Because that's part... I mean, I, that's... that's <laughs> When you have privilege, yeah. you should use it to be in service, like, of other human beings. Yeah. Bring them up. Put because a hand you, down. Bring everybody up. Because then you never know... Because I remember... Um, some people are like, well, why do you help other, other people get scripturizing jobs? You're going to replace yourself. Because like, you're awesome. And no, it's not a scarcity mentality, lack yeah. mentality. Like, I said, because there's enough if, room for everybody. Yeah, and I said, because if they can't do a job, then they can recommend me. Mm-hmm. And we're helping each other. And, and I think it's sort of the same way. And I will tell you, um, one of my favorite movies growing up, I loved Pet Cemetery. Oh, God, it's so scary. The, that book is so scary. And that movie is so scary. And it was directed by a woman. Yeah, Mary Lambert, and she's amazing. I've met her. So Pet I think cemetery like ruined my life. That scared the shit out of me when I was and, kid. And so I mean, she did her job well. And so I think that proves right there that women right there. can be directors. Yeah. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like I'm always like, oh yeah, because women. <laughs> I'm like, 
Directing is about having an eye for detail and yeah. relationships. That is literally how the female brain is formed. Like men are like <laughs> yeah. task oriented thinkers. Women are relational thinkers. Yeah. Women's brains work in terms of if I set this glass down on this table, what is in proximity? Could the thing fall off the table? Is the thing men's brains are like glass table done. Yeah. Like that's just how we're built. And so it's so ironic when people are like, well, women can't do that. And I'm like, well, you know, like be the but president, women, for example. I'm like, oh, a woman probably should be the president because yeah. <laughs> she's better suited to that sort of um, like more well-rounded holistic thinking than than men are just like neurologically. That's like a real thing. And, and women, are, I believe, are naturally good at being multitaskers than men are. We're better at it for yeah. sure. Technically, no one apparently can multitask. I don't, according to research, but I don't believe that because I do it. You just can't do two tasks at the same time as well as you could do one, one. Task. yeah exactly right. but you can you know fudge yeah. it a little more but yeah i mean at least the the men in my family my brothers and my dad it's it's the worst multitasking you've ever seen in your life it's like they cannot answer a question while they're like cutting something <laughs> oh, that's funny so this doesn't sound strange but guess what what we're running out of time oh my god seriously that's yeah so it goes, fast. i know it goes fast and we didn't talk about everything we wanted to talk about i know so just real quick um, do you just tell everybody like what, how they can find you and then what do you have going on? Oh, great. Um, okay. So yeah, if you want to find me, um, you can Google me Taylor Murphy Sinclair hyphen between the Murphy and Sinclair. Literally no one else has that name. So you'll find me pretty easily. Yep. Um, Instagram at Taylor Murphy Sinclair. Um, and my website, www.taylormurphysinclair.com. Oh, easy. Um, right? So easy. And then um, I'm currently doing a rock concert version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at three clubs in Hollywood. Um, it's Ooh. like a seasonal engagement. Woo. Love Rocky Horror. And um, yeah, that's going to be my last sort of theater project of the year. And we'll start fresh in January with all the new opportunities, hopefully. Well, hopefully Soundbite will give you some opportunities, too. Yes. That's the plan. And then... Uh, our goal, hopefully, is to shoot it uh, as a feature. So I'd love to, I'd love to have you come back in and do that final scene and really like fuck shit up. Oh, that'd be awesome! That'd be I'm cool. ready to fuck shit up. That's all I want to do. Let's do it. Um, and then I, I always ask this question of my guests, but what one thing, at least, at least right now in your life, what one thing would you like to be remembered for? Oh goodness, um, uh, empathy, uh, empathy, compassion, That's and better, yeah. better listening. Because I'm, what's going on in the world right now um, with politics and the divide and all that? Don't get me started. We'll be here for another ten hours. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> yeah, we could just all um, learn to kind of let loose of our, you know, deeply held beliefs a little bit and yeah. have some some empathy for other human beings. So hopefully, I can be an example of that, small scale, day to day. Well, I think that's lovely. Well, I appreciate you coming by and having um, mimosas with us. Yes. And I appreciate all your hard work on Soundbite. And I look, this here, let's toast to more few things in the yes, future. Yes, please. Mwah. And um, have to drink. So everybody, this is Mimosas with Michael. This is Michael Coulomb. Um, again, thank you everybody for listening over the last year. I really couldn't have done this without you, the fans and the listeners and all my friends who always want to be on the show and help me promote it. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes, Google Play. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave reviews because that's what makes the show better. And um, all right. Well, thank you very much. And thank you again to Taylor Murphy Sinclair. Bye.